Good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes and Doug McCary coming to you live on this Tuesday afternoon, February 27th. Glad you tuned in. Uh, we're going to, we're, we're taking a little, uh, not a detour. I wouldn't call it a detour. We're just kind of getting out off of what we've been working through in the Gospel of Mark and taking a deep dive into 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 14 through 19. And we are titled this week, Discerning Living in a Deceptive World, Guarding the Good Deposit. Of course, Paul told his child in the faith, Timothy, to guard the good deposit that's been entrusted to you. And Doug, what is that good deposit? The good deposit is the euangelion. The word of God. It is the word of God, Mm -hmm. but the word of God is about the euangelion that that God has sent his son, Jesus and uh, and we are going to look at that. I appreciate the text and the uh, emails from uh, yesterday's program. And uh, again, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. But it, you know, Brad, did you see the movie The Enemy of the State or Enemy of the State with Will Smith? You know, I think I did. It was a while back, a long I mean, time gosh, ago. Yeah, it, right. I, my gosh, it was it was made in i think 1999 maybe uh so so what is that 2009 19 20 over 20 years ago i think gene hackman and uh basically it, it's about how the government uses satellites and stuff mm-hmm. to to do some bad things like big brother and uh you know i don't know if you know the last iphone update uh, was a bug that allows Siri to record people's conversation without their consent, even if they opt out of it. Hmm. So That's good to know. Yeah, Apple didn't say this; they didn't put this out. Uh, but you know, there was a bug that. That's what it was supposed to take care of to keep that. I mean, oh, so to keep that, yeah, from yeah, happening? yeah, because there was a bug that allowed it, and that was the okay. last update. Gotcha. It was a big security update that they didn't realize, and so the last update was supposed to take care of it. But even the fact that that was there before the update is concerning mm. when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, really I mean, is. like, have you ever been talking and then you go? on your computer or on Facebook or social media. And all of a sudden you were talking about Oreos and you get an ad for Oreos. All the it's time. insane. All the time. Mine yeah. aren't Oreos or nutter butters, but <laughs> similar. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like th- the thing is whether you're on a computer or, or whether uh, you're, you're doing other things. In fact, one university uh, was collecting student facial recognition from vending machines vending machines because there's facial recognition data on there there's cameras everywhere next time you go to a mall or you go not a mall do they even have malls anymore people at the malls but you go to stores Mm -hmm. look at all the cameras that are around Mm. 
There's a, you go outside. You yeah. see them. They're well, everywhere. We, you know, we even in the real estate business these days, we walk into houses. One of the first things I look at, obviously, nothing against mm-hmm. a ring doorbell. I think those are very effective. But even within a house, people have cameras. Yeah, set yeah. Up. Well, yeah. They so can hear your let's talk about Ring, Nest, whatever you yeah. want. All right. Mm-hmm. If it's connected to the internet, they have. Access I promise to. the government yeah. can access it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but but they've got satellites now that are orbiting Earth at low altitude that can take pictures or videos, and they can really take uh, pictures and, and videos of images as small as four inches. That's amazing. So you're outside. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. It reminds it? me of a time, and this was probably, Doug, at least six or seven years ago. Uh, we had we were uh, working with a client uh, that was, I think, like up in Ohio somewhere, and they wanted us to go look at a house for them, and we were going to FaceTime them through the property and as we're FaceTiming them through the property, we finish, you know, going doing a tour of the house. And the lady said, hey, can you go out on the driveway and tell me, it looks like there's a crack in the driveway. Now, she's in Ohio. They have Google mapped this house. And it's already And they've identified showing. a small little crack in the driveway. Now, anybody that lives in Florida knows there's cracks in every driveway, right? Mm. <laughs> but I was thinking... I'll never forget that because I realized, wow, (laughs) I mean, that's where we are, you know, is that you, you can, you know, I mean, technology is fine, but it's certainly uh, helpful to know the the, kind of the reach of technology. I mean, I was, uh, I'm sure you listened to the the briefing this morning about social media platforms. Oh yeah. And how the Supreme court is, yeah, that they, that's going to be an interesting decision, whatever they hand out. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I've changed my position. There is, you cannot argue the fact that the, the major social media platforms lean heavily to twitter the left. twitter instagram facebook all of all, all of them they yeah. all lean to the left and they have uh, they have uh, they have censored us they have censored any kind of conservative speech and so the question is uh, are social media platforms public utilities or publishers mm-hmm. and i've heard arguments on both sides of that but scotus is gonna take this up well, which, it says uh, that even, it says yeah. that even though the conservative people on the court, and by conservative I mean people who want to conserve the traditional views mm-hmm. of the legal, you know, rulings, uh, not progressive, as you know, saying yeah. well we're going to change mm-hmm. this, um, at you know they're they're hesitant to regulate yeah. that yeah. you know that area right. because they consider it a speech area more than they consider it. You know, but but it's still more than a utility yes. type type idea. Hey, this is why this is what kind of moved me and and Jeff Dalrymple to start the chamber, the Christian Chamber. Mm-hmm. Is just in fact uh, had lunch with uh, our good friend Bennett yesterday, and he was talking about how when and you you remember these days because when we first started here on SWAT Radio mm-hmm. 2016 2017, yeah, we were talking about the HRO. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I remember Bennett saying that you know, even the local chamber came out in favor of the HRO, and put it on the platform to say, our our membership supports this. 
Democrats when in reality they didn't support this. Mm-hmm. It's just the heavy hitters, the big money behind the chamber supported that. Therefore, our members support it. Man, you got to be careful with that. You know? Yeah, and um, and you know when you talking about just that that whole HRO thing and and just whether it's transgender or whether it's uh, uh, homosexual rights or whether it's abortion, Governor Newsom out in California is pushing all of these things, mm-hmm. trying to be a viable candidate for president. And did you see where he's doing ads across the U.S. in conservative states for mm-hmm. abortion in California yeah. saying, come to, come out here, yeah. we'll, we'll do them, we'll do them for you. And um, so it, it, I don't know. Good old Gavin Newsom, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing that's... I am that's, very thankful for, uh, for our governor. Oh, Governor DeSantis has done a great job. And here's the thing. When you look at, um, you look at the state of California, would you consider that successful? And if a guy can't run a state, how in the world is he mm. going to run the country? Yeah. And and so that that's... You look, a state is a smaller version of the, the, the federal government, right? I mean, you still deal with a lot mm-hmm. of the same issues. Mm-hmm. And he has just allowed that. First, he allowed San Francisco to go down. Now he's allowed California to go down. And now he wants to take over as the president of the United States. He wants to replace Biden. Incredible. And I know you are going out that direction next week. I think it reluctantly. is reluctantly. Uh, yeah. Well, I know. You, I know you're you're excited to go out there for the I, Shepherds I, I, Conference, I, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I'm not crazy about being in California. Well, you know, and you know, it's a shame, Doug, because 25, 30 years ago, well, maybe a little longer than that, almost 40 years ago, and it's still. There's areas of that state that are just beautiful. Uh, I mean, you get down south, San Diego area, it, it tends to be a bit more conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many beautiful areas of that state, and uh, and yet they have just let it let it go. Yeah, and there is something like I've been up in Sacramento and mm. that area. It's uh, the Bay Area is nice, right? Uh, as long as you're not downtown. Exactly. Right? No, right. exactly. But yeah. in the, the, the wine country, you know, being mm-hmm. out and uh, that, it, that that it's really, really nice. But it's really sad to me that um, that it's gone so far. And, you know, they used to say that whatever's going on in California, you're going to see within five years everywhere else. Right. That's where it started. And I hope that's not true with the, the immigration homeless stuff, because yeah. that is it's really awful out yeah. there. Especially well, and I mean, it, what you see, what took place in Athens, Georgia this past week, mm-hmm. you know, with this nursing student killed. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when you allow people to come into your country mm-hmm. um, and we don't vet them. And then they, they do the kind of things they've done, which you can look and see the record. If we don't, <laughs> If we don't start punishing people for breaking laws, mm-hmm. uh, this is what you're going to get. It's it's chaos. Well, it is. And uh, apparently this guy had been arrested up in New York and was let go. Uh, it, it was an awful thing. This, this young lady was just a college student who was running and uh, got murdered in, in Georgia. They charged him with a lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. and. Um, it was not just in a, a rage of passion. He 
he was just not he was got a lot of bad stuff yeah and um so anyway hey i don't know what it's like in mississippi or virginia but it's beautiful here what'd you think <laughs> about the the beautiful spring day we got out there it's amazing nice? absolutely yeah. amazing yeah uh i have been inside far too much today <laughs> i'm actually going to leave here when we're done and i'm going to go pick up two of my grandsons and take them to baseball practice mm. and i am looking forward to that baseball it is spring training time it is it is now we're i'm going to one of their baseball games yeah i think it's a practice but uh i'm gonna get get a little vitamin d out there i hope you guys are uh, enjoying this weather yeah i don't know how things are up up uh, up north but they are beautiful here in fact um man our azaleas are in bloom and it seems a little early though doesn't it it does, but you know, uh, I just was thinking about it. It's, we're almost into March. You know, by end of the week, we'll be in March. That's right. And uh, isn't the TPC coming up uh, yeah. in a couple of weeks? It is. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, TPC, which is the big, big event here in Jacksonville. But uh, hey, we're going to get into discerning living again. We're going to kind of get into the text today of Second Timothy two. And if you you didn't tune in yesterday. Uh, when you when we come back from this break, uh, I'm going to make a statement about the chosen series and that I shared yesterday, and we're going to get into uh, the discerning living from Second Timothy two fourteen through nineteen. So uh, I hope you'll stay tuned to uh, listen as we uh, look at discerning living in a deceptive world. Yeah, so. Amen. Hey, uh, glad you tuned in. If you want to call this afternoon, eight four four. 777-7928 had a couple of good calls yesterday and i uh, always want you to know uh, we're here to talk and chat and uh, hear from you again 844-777-7928 you can also email us your questions or comments to ask at swatradio.com stay tuned we'll take a quick break and be right back if you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network. Listen in Orange Park at 91.7. 
back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. Glad you have uh, tuned in. If you are new to SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. We're going to be advancing truth today from uh, <laughs> 2 Timothy chapter 2. And uh, Doug, I know this this whole chapter has been a huge, had an impact on your life and on my life over the years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're going to be looking at discerning discernment, um, which is, seems to be, uh, maybe scarce these days. Yeah, it, it is. And, um, you know, our caller yesterday kind of brought that out just that it's, it's hard to see. And I, and if you're just tuning in, I just wanted to remind people that may not have heard yesterday, uh, over the last seven years, Lori and I have watched and shared and promoted the Chosen series. And um, we, uh, over the past few weeks, have been convicted that we were in error to do that. Uh, uh, several things have surfaced, and uh, and we have repented before our, our God. You know, we repented before Yahweh. We repented before our Bible studies. And, uh, and yesterday... Uh, we repented uh, on air, at least I've repented on air, uh, of, of that promoting error and um, just being sorry that I was not more discerning as a teacher and leader and wanted to express my sadness and repentance over misleading anybody to follow error or go against God's word in any way. And so going forward, His Light Ministry, SWAT Bible Studies, and SWAT Radio uh, can no longer affirm the chosen series, and we we join other ministry leaders in calling for Dallas Jenkins and other believers who are involved in that program to repent of partnering with false teachers and leading others into idolatry and diminishing the sufficiency of Scripture. And if you you want to hear, you can go back and listen to yesterday's mm-hmm. program because I I talked about some specific examples from Dallas Jonathan Rumi, the guy who plays the character of Jesus in the series. And some things there, and then verses that go along with that. But I, I, you know, one of the things that you and I were talking about is today a lot of believers look on the perversions and uh, of Scripture, and they're indifferent. They don't see them as evil, and uh, they don't feel a need to warn others. And you know, why the indifference? Why has biblical truth become so marginalized in our Christian culture? Not just our culture, but our Christian subculture. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just jotted down some things. One of them is we prefer pragmatism over doctrinal conviction. Um, pra- pragmatism, being pragmatic, means that if it works, then I'll, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the, the choice I'm going to make. And, um, you know, instead of what the scriptures teach and you know, our good friend Vody Bauckham, who's a very faithful preacher, said a guy came up to him one time, and and like Vody, he's human just like you and me, but he has faithfully preached the gospel. And this guy told him, I'll take my way of reaching people over your way of not reaching them. 
And so what this guy is saying is, listen, I'm reaching people, but what are you reaching them with? If you reach them with a false gospel Mm -hmm. or a perversion of the gospel, then you're creating another convert. Like Jesus told the Pharisees, you make them twice the sons of hell Mm -hmm. to these people. You proselytize into your way of thinking. And so uh, we prefer pragmatism over doctrinal conviction. Second, and, and Dallas used this word when he was actually giving an interview. He said, I was trying to be nuanced. We prefer today nuanced and not clearly defined over absolute truth. And I had a friend one time who said, uh, hey, Doug, what does the Bible say about divorce? Because he was not happy in his marriage. They'd only been married five years, I think six maybe. And he, uh, he said, what does the Bible say? And so I took him to the passages that talk about divorce. And he said, well, I don't think that's what it says. And I said, well, why do you think that? Well, I just don't think God wants me to be unhappy the rest of my life. And uh, so he allowed his feelings to dictate the interpretation of the Scripture instead of looking at what is clearly defined and repeated in scripture as God's teaching. And so uh, we prefer the nuanced. In fact, that's a buzzword today with a lot of young people, Mm -hmm. nuanced, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't like clearly defined. They like things to be gray, Mm -hmm. not black and white. It brings in that, what we've been talking about, synchronization. Yeah, that syncretism. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Bringing that. And syncretism, by the way, means taking many and making it one. It's just mm-hmm. a blob, a yep. glob of stuff. And you just say, yeah, we're all good with this because they, they talk about Jesus kind of like the mm-hmm. Hindus over mm-hmm. in India. They they worship Jesus with 299,999 other gods. <laughs> so um, anyway, third, we prefer influence and acceptance over being marginalized and rejected. And that's a big thing today, Brad, in our culture. That, the, I mean, when you talk about, you know, let's just look at influencers. Those the influencers have only been around for a while through the social media. Do you know you can be an influencer on social media with no credibility except whatever you put on a video people like or want to watch they're voyeuristic Mm -hmm. or they think it's funny or whatever, but advertisers pay people to be influencers. And once you start becoming an influencer, you're accepted by people. It releases dopamine in you. You get hits. You like that platform. And then when something happens and somebody wants you to compromise, you don't want to do it. I mean, you you don't want to take a stand because you'll be canceled. Mm-hmm. You'll be marginalized. I read a thing the other day. Four comedians were canceled because uh, a bunch of progressive people felt like they were not politically correct enough and did not want them. So they protested to the comedy club. So they canceled their performances because that's where we are uh, as a country you can be canceled for disagreeing ideologically. Um, and it happens a lot. Yeah. 
And, and so people prefer influence and acceptance over being marginalized and rejected. Also, this goes along with it. We prefer harmony with people over the faithful proclamation of God's truth. Um, read Second Timothy 3, Brad, uh, 15 and 16. Second Timothy chapter 3, it's right after the one we're mm-hmm. looking at. <clears throat> 15, Second uh, Timothy 3, verse 15, it says, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16, well-known verse, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. Mm -hmm. How do you get trained in righteousness? Well, it's when you're making unrighteous choices, mm-hmm. somebody points it out. Yep. But John MacArthur says the church has lost her will to disturb the world or yep. to upset the sinner. And it's yep. true. It is true. We don't yeah. want to upset people. We want to be a friend of man more yeah. than we want to be a friend of God. Exactly. That's You're exactly right. Well, number five, we prefer personal opinion of Scripture <laughs> over proper interpretation of scripture well what does it mean to you brad well what does it mean to you jeremy what does it mean to who yeah what does it mean to me doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what matters is what god intended when he pinned it from the original writer to the original audience that we're able to extract principles from yeah Uh, i know i know we may get into it later tomorrow but how important it is that uh that we're not pulling things out in scripture that we just, we want them to say what we want them to say. Yeah. You as don't opposed to what they say in their context. Yeah. I still remember Stephen Olford, who was a great mentor and teacher said, don't take an idea to the Bible and then try to prove it mm-hmm. through doing, just picking things out of context. When you want to find out about something, find out where God first speaks about it or where he most speaks Mm. about it and then look at that text and look at it in context and then you'll have the authority of scripture behind you instead of you just trying to you know uh i I forget the proper terminology but it's like you're trying to prove a point you're trying to force it you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's what we see a lot of times right right um so number six, we prefer charismatic, popular, Tony Robbins-type leaders over called, called and gifted men. And boy, is that true? I mean, like uh, when people say, well, how was the message today? Well, I didn't like what he said, or I didn't like the way he said it. Or, or he I was really it, on Yeah, today he was or... really boring, or he was really funny, or whatever. It doesn't matter how funny your pastor is. It doesn't matter how... Um, monotone he is jonathan edwards used to read his sermons monotone because he did not want to bring his personality to bear on scripture he wanted the full force of the authority of god's word to be there and and so we have forgotten that men who are called and gifted by god are not professionals they are called and gifted it doesn't matter how many degrees they have i mean hopefully they have been trained by somebody to go to the scripture 
to get the proper meaning and then explain that meaning, just like Ezra did when they Mm -hmm. found the scrolls. And then number seven, we prefer indifference to sin over confronting sin. We prefer indifference. In other words, we don't want to confront. And church discipline says, I come to you, Brad. Mm. If you don't repent, then I go with somebody to Brad. And if he still doesn't, then we tell the church. And then if they still don't repent, you put them out. That's Matthew 18. And false teaching is the most dangerous sin in the church. We've got to confront it, and most churches don't today. Hey, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about church discipline. We won't spend a lot of time no, no, on it, yeah. but I think it's an important thing to bring up. And yeah. I know you and I both have experienced that. Not that we've been church disciplined, but, <laughs> yeah, we've, but we've been, been part, part of, of it. Yeah. 844-777-7928. Give us a call, 844-777-SWAT. You can also email us your comments to ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll take a quick break and be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden is imploring the top four leaders of Congress to act quickly to avoid a looming government shutdown early next month and to pass emergency aid for Ukraine and Israel. Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer of New York says he told House Speaker Mike Johnson during their meeting to get the funding bill for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan done. I told him this is one of the moments I said I've been around here a long time. It's maybe four or five times that history is looking over your shoulder. And if you don't do the right thing, whatever the immediate politics are, you will regret it. House Speaker Johnson says the country's first priority is a secure southern border. I believe the president can take executive authority right now today to change that. And I told him that again today in person, as I've said to him many times, publicly and privately over the last several weeks. It's time for action. It is a catastrophe, and it must stop. The government could begin cutting back services as early as Friday. Also at SRNews.com, American consumers weren't feeling all that optimistic about the U.S. economy last month. Consumers in the United States aren't feeling as confident this month. The Conference Board, which is a business research group, said its consumer confidence index is down over four points this month since January. It went from 110.9 to 106.7. The index is a way to measure Americans' assessment of economic conditions and its outlook for the next six months. Economists pay close attention to consumer confidence, since consumer spending accounts for about 70% of American economic activity. The index was improving for three straight months before this decline. The drop comes as a bit of a surprise since the economy has shown resilience into higher interest rates and inflation. Hiya Panjwani, Washington. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 155 points, but the Nasdaq is up one point. This is SRN News. You know, you see a huge group of people and maybe they're in line to do something and they seem happy about it. You have to wonder, okay, what am I missing? What's going on here? What are these people excited about? Well, in this case, it's thousands of people and they're joining MediShare. Why? Well, MediShare is a much more affordable alternative to health insurance. It's reliable, too. It's a well-run community of Christians. They've been sharing each other's medical expenses for more than 30 years, so it's proven. And if you switch, you'll likely save hundreds of dollars a month. Most members wind up paying about half what they used to. And you know what? They find they like it better. MediShare's member satisfaction rate is 98%. That's way better than health insurance, as you might imagine. You don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. You get telehealth 24-7. Huge freedom in choosing your doctors. At least check into it. This may be one of those things where you're like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Why not start saving now? 
Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. West Adams Street, a smooth drive from Main Street to 95. King Parkway looks good in both directions from 8th Street to the Matthews Bridge. State Road 13, heavy northbound from Racetrack Road to Marvin Road. Scattered clouds tonight down to 58. Cloudy Wednesday with a high of 82. With traffic and weather, I'm Tom Murphy. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Doug and Brad here on this Tuesday afternoon. Glad you joined us. 844-777-7928 is the number if you want to call in. Love to take your calls. If you have any questions or comments, you can call us and ask, or you can email us and ask. Ask at SWATradio.com. And, uh, you know, Doug, we went into the break. Um, kind of, I'm looking over this this list, why the indifference, why his biblical truth becomes so marginalized and uh i mean all all of these i'm i'm you know, the first one here we talked about we we prefer pragmatism over doctrinal conviction and i think the beauty is i think some of what you may even get into whether it's the chosen or it's any other ministry that begins to take money from people who won't, who don't elevate the scriptures mm-hmm. as the inerrancy word of, is the inerrant word of God, you, 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 you're probably going to compromise in some areas. Yep. And uh, the beauty is, and whether it's we prefer, you know, uh, we prefer charismatic, popular figures who are dynamic, you know, communicators of the gospel. Boy, I mean, that's the, talk about pragmatism. I mean, that's introducing the fact that I'd rather have a guy who can communicate really well than he can rightly handle the scriptures. That's right. And uh, you know it, how how it just discounts the power of the gospel. Paul says the, the gospel is the power unto salvation. It didn't say that uh, this charismatic communicator is the power uh, to salvation. It's the gospel. Yeah. And he, he said, I didn't come to you with persuasive words of wisdom. Exactly. I, I, I just came in the power of the gospel. Well, you know, the whole church discipline thing is uh, it, it's not it's usually when somebody is in a, a a repetitive, unrepentant state of sin over a particular issue. And um, you, somebody's gone to them and then they've taken somebody and then the church uh, again it, it, it's not like it's it's hard because I've known people that have been part of a church and they're part of a local church and that church starts the process, the person leaves the church. So the church has no authority outside of its membership, right? I mean, the church mm-hmm. can't go to another part of town and go into a church and say, hey, I know you're living in sin because that church doesn't. Now, that doesn't mean they can't confront a brother. Somebody says they're a Christian. If you tell me you're a Christian and I see you doing something 
that the Bible clearly teaches against, I'm going to say, hey, you know, I I, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but um, the Bible teaches this and you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And if you say you're a Christian, it's a putting out a terrible witness. I, I, I want to call you to repent. Um, but I have no authority in your life other than speaking the word itself mm-hmm. to you. Uh, in the same way, a pastor does not have any authority outside of the, the and even in his own church, he, the, the, Jesus is the authority, yeah. but he's helped him to be an under shepherd there who is helping administrate in that particular local body. And so, uh, but until I came here, I never saw church discipline. I never had a church do it. Me neither. Christian Family Chapel was the first place I ever experienced it. And I was like, wow, okay. So people, if they say they're believers and they're acting like they're not believers, people will say something to them and they do something. I've, I've never seen that before. Uh, so, uh, and it's out of Matthew 18. That's what Matthew 18, 15 to 20 teaches it. It says, go to the person if they refuse to acknowledge and repent then two or three go if there's still no repentance you tell it to the body and um and then after that third chance to repent and and to uh, go away from that behavior whatever it is um then then you put them outside the church and you treat them as a gentile tax collector doesn't mean you're mean-spirited to them it just means you treat them outside the fellowship and uh so well, again, that's not a popular uh, viewpoint in most churches today. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think in the world we live in, uh, it's easy to live in sin because we don't have fellowship. Mm-hmm. We don't have biblical fellowship in many in many ways. Um, you know what I'm saying? We don't have koinonia. We don't have this idea that, hey, Doug, I know you. You know me. Uh, you know, we, we can slip into church and slip out of church and nobody ever knows we were there. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of church discipline seems very foreign to a lot of people. It was foreign to me. It was foreign to you mm-hmm. when we first experienced it. And uh, it's painful, too, by the way. It is. Not just it, painful to, for the person being disciplined. It's painful for the body of Christ. Well, but, you know, but it's biblical. And if you go to 1 Corinthians 5, you actually see an example of Paul, and Paul says uh, it's reached the point of turning a guy out, putting him out of the fellowship. Paul says he's turning him over to Satan, you know, to allow him. That means he's just allowing him to be outside of the body. Um, And he says, deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. So that's actually an example. Here's a guy doing some kind of sexually immoral thing he's confronted he doesn't respond and paul says this you need to take care of this and 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 talks about it so there is that church discipline but a lot of churches don't do it well another thing we don't do a lot is be very discerning and um second timothy paul is very clear with timothy in verses 14 through 19 because there's two guys who are spreading error and uh, Hymenaeus and Philetus, and he wants to help Timothy um, understand you got to deal with this, Timothy. You got to shut it down. You shut error down. As believers, we cannot allow error to be.
promoted in our presence. And so if somebody is saying they're a believer, they promote biblical error, we have a responsibility to say that's not true. That's not what the Bible teaches. Um, and God, and, and God, through Paul to Timothy, gives us uh, some principles here to look at in verses 14 through 19, where God calls us to be, first of all, faithful servants. He calls us to be diligent stewards of, of the gospel we have and to be alert sentries. And we see that in Paul's instruction to Timothy and even in our own lives. We are responsible as ambassadors and priests to do that. And so, uh, Brad, read 2 Timothy 2, 14 through 19, and we're going to focus on verse 14 today uh, for the rest of our time. Yeah, I usually read in the ESV today. I uh, <laughs> left my ESV MacArthur Study Bible on my desk at home, but I've got my New American Standard. So um, here we are, 2 Timothy 2, 14 through 19. Remind them of these things and solemnly charge them in the presence of God not to wrangle about words, which is useless and leads to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, handling accurately the word of truth, but avoid worldly and empty chatter for it will lead to further ungodliness and their talk will spread like gangrene among them are Hymenius and Philetus men who have gone astray from the truth saying that they that the resurrection has already taken place and thus they upset the faith of some verse 19 nevertheless the the firm foundation of God stands having this seal the Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord abstain from wickedness. Yeah, these are the words of God. And, uh, you know, verse 14, he starts off to Timothy, remind them of these things. Well, when you see these things, you have to go back to verses really 1 through 13. And remember the first part of Second Timothy 2 is, the things you've heard from me, Timothy, in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. He says, share in suffering as a good soldier. And then he makes these analogies of a soldier, of an athlete, of a farmer, all hardworking people, right? These are people. And, and so he's telling Timothy, Timothy, be a faithful servant. And he reminds Timothy in verse 8 through 13 that the reason he is is because, and this is our motivation, uh, is the gospel itself, the euangelion, that Jesus died for us so that we could be part of his kingdom. So he starts with the first thing to Timothy. He says, remind them. Remind them, Timothy. And then he says, charge them. Charge them before God. He makes a very clear uh command there to charge them and uh, i was trying to remember what your uh, in the nas it said i don't know if it said charge um, but the word means to s- solemnly testify to warn yeah solemnly charge yeah and so it, it is to warn warn them timothy warn them about these quarreling about words 
uh, in in the ESV, it says quarrel. You said wrangle, mm-hmm. but it the the word literally means to fight, to have a verbal fight about words. And we have a responsibility to shut down error. We don't engage in verbal fights over established doctrine. God's word has spoken clearly to all that we need for life and godliness. And our opinion doesn't matter. The only mm-hmm. thing that matters is his truth. And and many refusers, I mean, many, not refusers, many leaders refuse to take a stand today. And, and they look at church as a free speech zone sometimes, and it's not. <laughs> it's where God's word is to be revealed. This isn't Mars Hill or Harvard. When we come back, we're going to look at that just a little more. Yeah, okay. feel free to call us, 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. Love to hear from you. Give us a shout. We'll be right back after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Fernandina Beach at 91.3. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. Will all the other not quite? Will all the never get it right? Boy, amen to that song right there. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call this afternoon, love to take your calls, 844-777-7928. Doug, I, I want to mention this, and uh, you know, this I, I've already shared this with you personally. 
um, that I I appreciate your your willingness, your boldness, your courage to admit uh, an error you had made. Yeah. You know, and I I don't want to bring it up again, but I just want you to know I appreciate you standing up and admitting that you were wrong. Mm. You know, boy, could we benefit from some of that in our culture today? You know, whether it's whether it's dads at home, whether it's moms at home, whether it's pastors, preachers, politicians, professors, we need some people who can recognize I made a mistake Mm. and I need you to forgive me for that. Well, it's hard and it's difficult because when you, when you realize that you've maybe misled people too, you feel embarrassed and that embarrassment, um, it's just, it's, it can weigh on you and you don't want, it's like, it sure is a lot easier to ignore it than it is to acknowledge it, you know? Um, but you know, I want to go, thank you for saying that by the way. And I, you know, I'm, again, I apologize to anybody out there and I'm sorry uh, again, for not being more discerning. You know, James is very clear that if you aspire to be a teacher, you incur more responsibility before God uh, when you aspire to do that. And I feel called by God to teach his word. I love his word. I love uh, expositing his word and helping people understand by explanation and the power of the spirit. And this is one thing about preaching that we forget sometimes is that, um, that when a preacher opens the word of God, if he is allowing the spirit of God to speak through him as an instrument, then that word that's coming forth, if he's explaining God's word, has the authority of God behind it. Mm-hmm. It's not Brad's opinion or right. Doug's opinion or HB's opinion or or whoever uh, the preacher is. This is God's word. Yeah. And this is why Paul says you don't quarrel about words. You shut down mm-hmm. error. But a lot of times people at Bible studies, they end up debating on things God has clearly spoken on because people don't like what he said. Hmm. Uh, and they try to soften or change the meaning or even dismiss whole sections of scripture, um, whether it relates to homosexuality, a polyamorous uh, sexual you know, immorality, um, you know, other issues in the church. And, you know, we used to look at data Uh, and behavior and facts and we could say this is right and this is wrong over here but that's no longer true now if you hold to biblical truth and you try to maintain the the authority of the written word we have in the bible today from genesis to revelation as being inerrant and what it says is our authority people call you a bigot they call you intolerant they call you arrogant they call you not compassionate because you're speaking the truth. Brad, you know, I was reading in 1 Corinthians yesterday, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Mm-hmm. It, it, it displays so much about love. But you know what it says in 1 Corinthians 13? If, if, if you go to 1 Corinthians 13 and 
you've memorized that verse or you look at that verse, it says in verse 6 that love it, referring to love, does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. In other words, without the truth, there is no love. Mm -hmm. You can't have, if if somebody says, well, I'm a boy, but I want to be a girl, it's not loving mm-hmm. to tell them something mm. that's not true. Mm. You, it doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, and it doesn't rejoice uh, at things that are blatantly against God's word. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we we used to look at that stuff and we would call it out. And and notice what Paul says in verse fourteen. He says it ruins the hearers you know what that greek word is it's catastrophe it literally means to turn upside down so today people argue and they deny creation they deny hell they deny virgin birth i shared this stat there's one survey that says i think it's either 10 or 14,000 pastors were surveyed and out of that number 33% denied the virgin birth they didn't even believe in the virgin birth and so uh, people argue against the holiness after salvation. Well, we don't have to do that. That's legalism. Or they argue against um, that you should be legalistic. You know, you don't, um, you you have to uh, not drink. Like if you drink alcohol, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not a clearly stated right. uh, doctrine of God. Uh, it's okay to have conversations and debate over issues where there's, uh, uh, the Bible is silent. It's, a, it's okay to have convictions. Yeah. Because I believe the Holy Spirit does convict us. Absolutely. In areas that may not be spelled out in Scripture. But if there's places where the Bible speaks with clarity mm-hmm. and is repeated, that's subtle truth. Mm-hmm. It's not up for argument. <clears throat> you can't go, well, it's a cultural thing, um, you know, because Paul makes it uncultural when he takes it back to Adam and Eve. And um, well, I'm looking at that verse uh, that you just mentioned, First uh, Corinthians thirteen six. Uh, it, it rejoices with the truth. Why does it? Why do we rejoice over the truth? Jesus said in John seventeen seventeen, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Yes. You know we're not tossed to and from from fro as James says. We're we're to stand on the truth of the word of God. Yes. And we rejoice because it is th- this word that uh, brings about godliness as we submit to it. Yes. And boy, you think about, can you imagine trying to run a ministry based on the culture? Oh, well, that seems to work over here. Let's try that this month and let's try this that month. And it just never, it just, you know, you're all over the place. It is so uh, far gone. And Romans one talks about this. I mean, Romans one clearly lays mm-hmm. out that when you suppress the knowledge of God, he will turn you over to unnatural desires. And he talks about homosexuality and lesbianism there. He does. He talks about mm-hmm. these unnatural desires and it starts with suppressing the truth about God. So Paul tells Timothy in verse 14, Timothy, be a faithful servant. Mm. Be faithful to remind them, the people that are under your care, remind them of these things. Uh, Remind them to make a disciples. 
remind them to uh, that the motivation is the gospel. Charge them not to argue. You just shut it down. Nope. The Bible's clearly spoken on this. Well, I don't believe that. Well, then if you don't believe it, maybe this isn't the place. This is for people that want to believe and follow God's word. Mm. Well, what made you do that? What makes you have the ability? Because I study this word in context and God has called me and gifted me to proclaim this truth. You know, and the, and the reality is, uh, and we're going to look at it tomorrow when we talk about Korah and Korah's rebellion against Moses. There will always be people that rise up against God's servants and against his word. And the question is, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, the question is, are we going to be the people that stand for it? Are we going to be the people that uh, acquiesce to it? Like Paul said, and I think uh, I think you read it yesterday, where Paul says, you uh, put up with it readily enough from 2 Corinthians 11. You hear these things, there are different gospel preached, different truths preached, and you put up with it. No, we're going to shut it down. Mm-hmm. That's what he's telling Timothy. Shut it down, Timothy. Mm. So that's what God's called because us Because if you to don't do. shut it down... What's going to happen? We're going to become desensitized to a lot of the evils that are in the world today. 